Hey everybody, how you doing this morning? Forgot to set up a couple of things, so running a little behind. Hopefully you're doing okay. Welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I am your host, Wayne. I'm not an attorney, nor am I a therapist. I'm an individual who's gone through some rough times that I had to develop some tips and techniques that weren't available back when I was going through it. There's a lot more information available now. It helps you get through your experience with a high-conflict, toxic person. And if you have children, helps them understand this, get through this, and repair your relationship with them. Remember, only a licensed professional can diagnose somebody with a personality disorder, so be very careful when you go around throwing around these terms saying, I know that my ex is, has NPD our border is borderline personality disordered. Just let the professionals do that. Learn about the characteristics, the patterns of behavior. Focus on that, but stay away from the diagnoses, diagnoses because it will blow up in your face and it'll hurt your credibility. If you like what's going on here and you wanna support the channel, consider becoming a channel member. Scroll on down below, click the join button, and when you do, you get special badges, custom emojis, names listed in the credits, Access only to member-only events and a member-only Discord. If you want to get notified via text message, which I'll say was a problem this morning because I said send the message out at you know 5:55 p.m. instead of a.m. Text DSD live to 844-598-0012 and you'll be added to that list, so you you'll get a notification right to your phone. And if I hit the button. The phone lines will be open, 1424-373-5483, 1424-DSD-LIVE. Hopefully you guys are doing good today. Let me uh, remember how to turn the, I wonder if I have the, would this work? Yes, it does. Okay, cool. So there's a laundry list of technical issues this morning, which have just been frustrating. So hopefully you guys are good. Uh, I, I do have an article. No, not that. Uh, another An update. I have an update from the... Let me see if I can make this a little bit bigger so I can bring it over here. And there's <clears throat> an update on the ACLU case with uh, Alex Falcone. And the update is... Hold on, let me do it this way so that I can not be craning my neck to try to see this. Hopefully this will, will work okay. And this is the uh, Reno, or Review Journal asked to join court access case. And this is from This is Reno. And we'll scroll down. The Las Vegas Law Review, uh, let me try that again. The Las Vegas Review Journal on Thursday filed with the Nevada Supreme Court its intention to intervene in a case brought this month by our Nevada judges and the American Civil Liberties Union. Now, just to throw out there, I had no idea what intervene means. I had to look that up and I had to talk to a friend of mine to uh, get some additional details on that. Apparently, that means that they just they're saying it's basically saying, hey, this case affects me, too, and I want to be a part of it. And uh, what they're doing here by filing a uh, what was it intent to intervene is I, I guess it sounds like it's a little, it's it's unprecedented 
And normally this would happen after the Supreme Court, their Supreme Court decides to take it up, then people would intervene. But what they're doing here is they're saying, hey, we're letting you know that we are going to intervene, which actually adds more strength behind that, <clears throat> excuse me, that, that lawsuit. In the lawsuit against Clark County's, uh, let me go over here, in, uh, highlight that, in the, lawsuits, in the lawsuit against Clark County's 8th Judicial District Court stems from a case heard in the court in May. At issue is the right of the right to public access to family court proceedings, which some lawyers have argued should be confidential. Some lawyers. That's like been the way it's been for a bazillion years, right? So attorney Luke Bisbee, who intervened on behalf of our Nevada judges during the case, said such cases or said cases such as the one being heard have significant public interest. Scant details were provided in the proposal to intervene, but attorneys for the Southern Nevada newspaper wrote, quote, the Review Journal believes that seeking intervention is appropriate, end quote. Should, court, uh, should the court rule against the proposed intervention in which the Review Journal would sign on as a party in the case, attorneys for the paper said they'd file an amicus brief in support of our Nevada judges. So I think think that is it so the news on that is that lawsuit is picking up steam and guys i don't think people understand or maybe i'm just in this oblivious whatever you know mindset but this is this is significant if this happens it is going to change the way family court system systems are um what's the word I'm looking for, are covered going forward. And that is a huge deal. You know, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I get this doesn't necessarily mean court observers are going to have the ability to, uh, to do certain things. Um, I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't know necessarily if this will make it to where uh, everybody can do it, but it sets the precedence for it. You know, I mean, if you if you go in and you're trying to record something now, granted, there is process that you have to go through. Uh, oh, I tried to turn on the call in studio and it and it aired out. So let me try to fix that so people can call in. I'm just having all kinds of issues today. So stand by one while I click buttons and, and get everything hopefully ready to go. I think what happened is I set all this up last night. There we go. All right. Now the phone lines are open. I digress. Anyways, I think that this is significant because it, I think we've all dealt with, you know, you cannot talk about any of this. You cannot communicate about it. You know, and maybe there might be some things that are stay that way or, or whatever. But I mean, the reality is this is going to be the first step to where if you exercise your first amendment, amendment rights, if, if you're in the United States, you, that you will have some protection because right now you don't. How many times do we hear stories of people who who talk about what's going on in their case and they're shut down and it's like, we're going to hold you in contempt because, you know, that's that's uh, wrong. So anyways, I, I think, guys, you got to follow this. Uh, let people know. Get this out there. I've been trying to work behind the scenes to get some other people to cover this. 
and uh, a lot of it, it, it seems like nobody cares, and it's really kind of uh, frustrating. So please share this. Um, I will, if I remember correctly, I will or correctly. If I remember, I will add the uh, the what do you call it? The link in the show notes. If I forget and you're trying to find that, please leave me a comment after the show when it's uh, uh, recorded or on the replay. You know, or if you if you don't see it in the show notes on the podcast, just drop me a note. My email and everything is in the uh, what do you call it in the in the description in the show notes. Anyways, let me click over here, and I'll see who all is here. I kind of did this a little differently. Uh, Dominic, hey, welcome back, man. Thanks for being a channel member. Uh, and oh yeah, you were asking about the I. I I'm trying to change up my, my starting thing. Actually, to be honest, I forgot to, to launch that. So as I, after, after I hit go, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't open that. That's a problem. <laughs> uh, Bianca, hey, how's it going? Says, I could use seeing Dwayne uh, every morning. Thanks for waking up early. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to see how this is going to go because this wiped me out last week. So we'll start and see how the rest of this week progresses. Uh, See, Wilba says, God bless you, Dwayne. God bless you. Uh, Ted, hey, Dwayne, I have a question of sorts. Ask your question, Ted. I think I'll see it down there below. Trisha says, morning, DSD tribe. Morning to you, Trisha. Debbie, uh, moderator Debbie is on. Yeah, I kind of bailed last week. Friday, I was having a really rough morning. She was like, uh, sending me texts like, are you, are, you, are you doing a show? Are you awake? I was not awake. <laughs> I'm getting older and my, uh, my energy levels are not as, as not what they used to be. Okay. I'll highlight your, your comment. Ooh, that didn't work. It highlighted the wrong one. Okay. I'll highlight that one and get back to it after I go through the morning or the, the stuff, the start on thing. M Scott says, remember to hit that like button, please. Yes. Thanks. All the support and help actually help T solo. Good morning. William Joseph, Life Family and Relationship Coach, says, Good morning, sir. Morning to you. Tiffany says, DST, here in Mass, you can speak out against an, the X on social media, and they won't do anything because it violates the First Amendment. Ex- exactly. It's, I mean, you know. The, anyways, I still think, and so I, was talking to, I was talking to someone the other day. I got to be careful about who I say I'm talking to now that this is a case and everything. So I was talking to someone and I was just like, you know, the problem with family court, in my opinion, is people can do whatever they want. It's behind closed doors. There's no accountability and no one ever sees it. I mean, honestly, take the, I mean, I know, I know the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing. Oh, I shouldn't even say their names, but I know that their, their case uh, wasn't family court, but I'm sure everyone can agree that if we didn't see and have get clips of what was really going on, there would be a lot more confusion in that case. And I think that visibility is critical in that. I mean, I, I don't know if, if uh, the wise is on today, but last week he'd made a comment that uh, if, if he would have had a recording or reporting of the judge completely ignoring what he was saying and the evidence he brought up that it would have 
probably changed the way they looked at his evidence. And I, I agree with that. If there's more insight with this and these people have to, and these people are held accountable, then you would know. I mean, most of the time, even on judicial elections, I don't know about you guys, but I never knew any of those names. The only time I ever knew those names is after I'd gone to court and I'm like, oh, I remember that guy because he heard my case. You know, but if I would have been able to see video and uh, reporting of mistakes that the person was making, I would have an opinion of those people. That's why, let me see if I can pull this up. That's why what Alex is doing over at our Nevada judges, I'm going to do it this way. Our Nevada judges is so important. Because he's, he's tracking what's going on. It's like, all right, I mean, this is a, an aggregate, you know, uh, what do you call it, uh, direct appeals by deposition. You know, I mean, he's, he's rating what's going on. He's rating the judges. And he's not doing it. He's taking it with data points, right? I mean, he's a data-driven guy. So he's not manually going in there and making his own assessment. He's pulling data about, about uh, where these judges are and – and their success rates. I know we went through that the other day, but I mean, this stuff is super important. Anyways, let me go do that question. Uh, Ted says, I get really worked up and charged up dealing with the madness of the system and this situation. It's draining and exhausting. Um... I'm trying to see if you had a question or is that just really a comment? You go on to say, is that Nevada case referring to fathers not even being allowed to speak in the courtroom and or during a court proceeding? No, technically it's not what it is. But what would happen is if uh, an outlet wanted to report on it, they would be able to have cameras and record and televise or stream that's what our Nevada judges does is they stream it. And then you would have that. Then you would have it out there, right? So if you, if you tried to, to speak and they were not, not allowing it, it would be able to be reported on and be able to be seen. You know, it's different. Like if some, you know, if, if uh, you know, DSD reports that Ted was not allowed to speak, you know, okay. Some people are like, well, what's the context? Because it's easy to spend that and say, oh, well, you, you know, you, maybe you did something and that's the reason why. Because, of course, the system would not do that. They wouldn't be unfair because anybody who's ever been through this or anyone who's never been through this does not understand exactly what we have to deal with. So um, back on your other comment, when you say you really get worked up in charge, the, the, the thing with this is, it, and I've been talking about this a lot lately, is you, you have to be really cautious no, not cautious. You have to be aware of your emotional state and you have to work very hard to keep yourself stable, emotionally stable and grounded because the craziness and the madness of this can get you to go down a catastrophic mindset of thinking, which when you do that, it, it starts, it sets up the scenario that uh, you're more likely to make mistakes. Uh, and as a result of that, start losing in court because of that. And the problem with that is it's, it's, it's perception. And what I mean by that is 
how the other people are perceiving what you're saying, how you're acting, your performance, for lack of a better word. I'll say performance because I think our exes are generally very good at the performance side of it. And when that happens, then they start making judgments on it. And a lot of times when you're in the middle of these scenarios, you don't see it. So this is, and I said this the other day, let me say it again. If you are going through this and everybody is looking at you like you have an arm growing out of the top of your head, you need to recognize that and say, crap, somehow in the way I'm communicating this, it's, I'm not effectively communicating what I'm trying to say and, if, and nobody is believing me. Are they not taking it seriously? Are they thinking it's blown out of proportion? If you find yourself in that mode, I really encourage you to take a pause, try to take a step back, reevaluate what's going on, and change the way you're approaching it. If you continue to do the same thing, expecting different results, and you continually get the same results, and this, in this scenario what I'm talking about is people not believing you, then you have to try something different. It, otherwise, I mean, all you're doing then is you're just hoping or thinking that I'm going to keep saying, I'm going to keep screaming from the mouth, uh, from the rooftops that the sky is purple. And s- at some point, somebody of importance is going to go, oh, wow, that guy's right. And the likelihood that's going to happen is zero if the sky is not purple. And you're going to hurt your credibility. And the more you scream from the mountaintop or from the rooftops, they're going to start thinking, taking anything else you say and painting it with that same mindset or that same perception. And you're going to, and you're just, you're not going to make any progress. You know, I mean, I, I noticed that whenever uh, I was trying to communicate like with teachers and stuff and people are looking at me like, Oh dear God, I don't want to be involved in this. So what I was doing wasn't helpful. It was hurting me. It wasn't, it wasn't helping the scenario at all. And I had to try something different. It's very similar the way I approached dealing with my kids. You know, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to be like, listen, this is the reality. And I didn't quite do that. I didn't do that. But what I'm meaning is, is that they, it wasn't working. The relationship wasn't getting better. The, the scenario wasn't getting better. You know, the groundhog days were getting worse. And I'm like, I got to try something different because this is not working. You can't force something you know, you can't force a, you know, a square peg into a round hole unless you push with so much effort that you shear it off and you make it, you know, a, a cylinder. Anyways. Oh, Kevin, thank you. DSC, did you know Les uh, is having some troubles? I think you're talking about YouTube. Yeah. If you guys know, I've done stuff with spiritually empowered coaching in the past. And apparently YouTube has decided that she's violated some terms of service or something and have demonetized her SEC channel. And as a result of that, she has, oh God, Kevin, what's the name of the new channel? Cause I can't remember. It's, I can't remember off the top of my head. <clears throat> Excuse me. She, uh, so what she's trying to do to, to circumvent it is create another channel. Uh, fortunately, I think she's already passed a thousand subscriber mark. Now all she has to do is get the 4,000 hours of watch time and then she can apply 
to have uh, the monetization program turned back on it. And, and what that means, guys, is like, like for me, I have the membership program. Well, one, it means you can't make money on YouTube, but it also means that certain features you don't have access to, like memberships. She has, she probably has more members than I do. Uh, it turns it off. Like I'm, I mean, way back when I became a member on her thing, when we were just trying to figure out how memberships worked. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's like a, a few weeks ago, a week or so, a couple of weeks ago, I get an email saying, you know, oh, your memberships have been, uh, are on hold, which is not fair. I also think it means that any monies you have in that you had earned, when they boot you out of the system, you, they don't pay you, pay you out. I think I could be wrong on that. We'll find out later this month. So unless Kevin, if you're talking about something else, but if that's what you're talking about, thank you for, for mentioning that. Let's see. I'm trying to, let's see. Tiffany says, isn't that proof of emotional abuse, name calling, et cetera. Lots of cases are going to go longer. Oh man, I think I missed what she was trying to say. I'll look and see if I can figure it out. Oh, and you had to go back to work, so you won't be able to clarify that. We talked about that one. Miami Bay says, DSC, we found out our narc accused the new supply, oh dear God, of DV2. This, uh, this is guy number three with one, of, with one of them losing his life because of the same accusation. It's getting, I'm getting really scared now. Well, the sad reality is these people follow the same patterns and they do the same thing. And uh, I would not, it would not surprise me that, you know, of course the third guy is going to be a new bad person. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say even in my case, you know, I mean, I, uh, when I met mine, uh, the story I, I got is everyone else were jerks. All the other previous guys were jerks. So I was, I almost said that online. I won't say that, but I was, uh, I, uh, I took it on to, to be the savior. And, uh, later, later when everything blew up, I'm like, oh my God, I'm the latest jerk. And I am, you know, right. That's the, that's the, that is the new story. That's the new, the new narrative is that uh, I'm just one in a long laundry list of people who were abusive. The poor little butterfly. Anyways, very frustrating. Uh, let's see, let's see. Yeah, you want to say, I think she is, consist- is in a consistent state of psychosis. I would agree. Uh, the reunification therapist is confronting the kids with the reality of mom. Ooh, that has to be rough, but a therapist is the one that needs to do that. Excuse me. Things that we as parents can't bring up. She is going in deep. That is outstanding. Miami babe. I mean, that's going to be really hard for the kids and it's going to be hard for you guys too. Right. I mean, cause you can't, you want to, uh, you want to be incredibly careful about how you, respond to that and how you interact with the kids on that right you know let them talk but you don't want to be like yeah 
the therapist is right, you know, they're a demon. Well, the therapist won't say that, but you know what I'm saying. She's taking the new guy, Miami Babe says she's taking the new guy to court. She has four ongoing cases. Well, they love drama and they need to do, and she probably thinks that it'll help her case to show that she's a victim, you know, anyways, ugh. but glad to hear that things are progressing. You know, it's kind of crazy. Um, I mean, we've been talking about Miami Babe's case for a while and to now see at this point, right? I mean, and I don't, you know, back in the day before they got to the point of the victory, you know, it was, it was that, oh my God, what's going to happen? Mom was trying to basically play all these games to be able to get full custody to then, if I remember correctly, move out of state. And, uh, you know, Miami Bay, let me ask you guys this. Did, did you guys think you would win or were you kind of like, well, I, we have to try because we won't forgive ourselves if we don't try. Was that, was that the mindset or was it that you thought that you had a really good chance of winning? Cause I know for me personally, some of the stuff that I did, I did it because I felt that I had to try that if I didn't and everything went South that I would forever, uh, kick myself and not be, um, not, not, not happy is not the right word, but I would, uh, I would always think that maybe I could have done more. So I tried to do everything I possibly could, even when I thought I was going to lose, because at least I had to try. So Kevin says, uh, or to Debbie, says to Debbie, I think Les has been flagged for reuse content. At least she shared on the video uh, with, with Stevie. I think it's Stevie J. Raw. Yeah, and that's what, when I talked to her the other day, <clears throat> that was the thing. And, and, and guys, here's the problem with YouTube is that's all they say. You know, your channel's been flagged for reuse of content. And then obviously the next question is, what do you mean? And they won't give you an example. That's the really hard part about it. I mean, I was talking to her the other day and it's like, okay, so what do you think it is? You know, I mean, is it, you know, and I was like, well, maybe it's that you... You'll take other clips and you'll play it and then you'll narrate it. And then I didn't realize that they had been taking um, clips like when they would do live streams and then they would all, and I've actually done this. So it makes me a little nervous, you know, it, or is it that, you know, they did a live stream on Stevie's channel and then they share the, uh, the live stream file and then everyone puts it on their own channel and then, so what's, you know, what does that mean? Right. And then like the, like the one show I did with Alex a couple months ago, or was it Alex or was it uh, Eric crap? I can't remember who I did it with. It was probably Alex where we, we multicasted to uh, two different channels. And I mean, would that be considered reuse? You know, it's, it's very vague, you know, I, I mean, even, even they've done it to me to where they'll say, oh, well, this, this video, not, you know, you know, they'll take a video and they'll say, oh, it's not suitable for advertisers. We're going to demonetize it. Okay. And another thing just to throw out there, the demonetization thing, it isn't just, it isn't just that you lose money on it because that's obviously the case, but it's like, they don't promote it the same way. As soon as they demonetize it, it doesn't get the same traffic that it was getting before. And 
it's, uh, you know, so it really hurts the channels too. You know, I mean, so it's just, it's kind of frustrating, right? I mean, because you can work your butt off and Leslie has worked her butt off on, on the stuff she's been covering. And, and then it's just like you get fired without cause. You know, I mean, at least in a normal, I mean, unless you're in a right for work, uh, right to work state, you know, you have some recourse to say, hey, you know, you can't just fire somebody for no cause. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, YouTube can kick you out of the partner program. They can terminate your channel and you have very limited recourse unless, unless you have a significant amount of clout and you can drive enough people to look at it. Oh, I'll have to look that up. Kate says, uh, see plunder channel for reuse content explained. I'll have to figure out how to moderator Debbie. Can you grab that so that I can look at that later? Because I, I don't understand. I mean, I think I understand what reuse is, but it doesn't make sense. And I don't think, you know, it, it's weird. I mean, it's like if you do something and it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I know I did that. But when you're sitting there going, is it this? Is it that? I mean, that's not a good way to be doing things. All right, let's see. Oh, if you guys want to get my attention, make sure you do at DSD like, uh, like Kate did. Kevin says, uh, less shares that a H and G. I don't know what G is. A H. I think I know what a H is, right? A H. Oh, maybe it's, uh, um, anyways, I'll have to look at, after this is over, I'll have to look at what Kate's talking about. Uh, Let's see. Kate says, yes, she was demonetized for it, appealed three times and explains what she did. Oh, sweet. Okay. Absolutely. Definitely have to look at that. So outstanding. So I'm scrolling. Oh, let me see if moderator Debbie has, has grabbed any comments. All right. Grab that one. Saw that. Thank you. Thank you so much for grabbing that other one. So I can uh, not forget about it. Oh, man. So, anyways, now I'm trying to get my train of thought back. John says, uh, for me, I could not live with myself if I didn't do everything I could to protect them. Dude, I completely understand that, uh, like I said, I, that was kind of my, uh, not kind of that absolutely was my going in position on that. Uh, I mean, there, there's a line though, right? I mean, you can't, uh, completely destroy yourself in the process. I think we all financially ruin ourselves, but I mean, you know, there, there comes a limit. You can't just, I'll tell you, actually, to be honest, I remember technically, I did almost destroy myself because I got so angry at one point. I told my attorney, I'm like, look, you know, I'll take every dime I have. I'll bankrupt myself. This will ruin my career because it'll, you know, I'll probably lose my clearance out of it, but I don't care. 
and I was ready to just burn everything to the ground because I was tired of the games. The crazy part was that was what finally ended it. I remember having that screaming argument with my attorney in the morning because I was, I can't remember what it was. It was something that happened. I think it was along the lines of, uh, I don't remember. Maybe it was, they were going to add something in the wording saying, you know, I think it was, they were going to, they were going to add, they were, they had added something in the, in the decree that said something along the lines of a reduction in child support does not constitute a reason to ask for an increase in alimony. And I lost my mind because I'm like, wait a minute, you're telling me that I might be paying this person, you know, 60 per 60 to 70% of my take home pay for the rest of my life. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, we're going to war. I'm done. I'm no, no way in hell. And they did pull it out. But what happened is, is it was over. It's like I, we, I had that argument with them. And instead of them saying, sure, you know, deposit all your money right here. They called me back later and said, are you sitting down? I'm like, just tell me what's going on. Because, okay, they agreed you're done. And I was just like, whoa. So that was a stressful day. <laughs> and then the next day they started beating on me at work saying, your marital status is affecting your, your job. And, and uh, you know, you need to, you know, you, you can't do this job anymore because you're a single dad. And I'm like, did you just say that to me out loud? I remember it was kind of funny. I was in a different position at the time. I called our, our, our uh, EMR, employee management relations person, and I said, hey, I have a question for you. Can I say to somebody that uh, they can't do their job because of their marital status and uh, the fact that they're a single parent? And they freaked out. I had talked with these people regularly because of other things. So they, they're like, oh, my God, you didn't say that, did you? You can't say that to someone. And I said, no, I didn't think so. I just wanted to check, you know. I don't even know if I told them it happened to me. I did tell my actual boss that the deputy was, had said that. And I basically was like, hey. Because uh, he nicely said, you know, hey, maybe you should take, you know, maybe you should step down. And I said, maybe you should try to fire me, you know. Anyways, I don't know if I told that story correctly, but that was, uh, that was a stressful that was a, a, a roller coaster of emotions. Those were not good days. Huh. Kevin says, DSD Les shares the same thing happened to many female YouTubers. She thinks that AH and her minions are targeting female YouTubers for bad coverage of her. Oh, that makes sense, right? Because you don't want to have women covering that story and have and giving opinions of AH that are negative if a guy's doing it big deal because they're all male chauvinistic uh misogynistic um you know patriarchy yada yada yeah that sounds about right Kevin man that sucks though I'll have to catch up with her and see what's going on maybe I can get her to come on and we can talk about it to drive some more people to did you post what her other channel was called Kevin I don't see that you did it's like air to air to something. Hair air? Am I saying that wrong? YouTube. Let me see if I can get air to I can't. What one is it called? I don't remember. 
makes my brain hurt when I can't remember things. And then it makes it worse whenever I'm, I put myself on the spot. Oh, hey, guys, the phone lines are open. If anyone wants to call in before we run out of time today, you can do that by dialing one four two four three seven three five four eight three. Would love to have you on the show. Let's see. And or if you have a question and you just want to ask it in the comments, just tag me and say question and ask your question. Let's see. I'm trying to read the <laughs> trying to read what Dickie's saying, trying to get the backstory. So, air of justice, that's what it is. Air of justice. Thank you. So what we're talking about is uh let me try to bring this up. YouTube air of justice. And it doesn't show the channel. Okay, so, oh, wow, 2,700. I keep almost hitting the member button. So it looks like she's at 2,700 subscribers. So she's definitely definitely hit the threshold for that. Now Now all she needs is the 4,000 um, 4, hours of watch time. Live streams really help with that. So, But so that is... Lesses, which is uh, spiritually empowered coaching. My God, I couldn't remember what SEC stood for for a moment. Oh, my God. So if you are a fan of hers, go check out her new channel and subscribe to that. Thanks, Kevin, for sharing that. I appreciate it. All right. I can't really understand. I'm trying to to understand what... uh, what Dickie's talking about. I think I'm avoiding studying today. And sounds like I'd be paid to sit on my butt after that. I'm not entirely sure what you mean, man. So. Oh, good question, Kevin. See, Kevin asks, says, uh, DSD, what was your initial reaction when you learned your divorce was finalized? It was kind of shock, man. I mean, whenever he called me up and he said that and, you know, and, and said, hey, it's over. They agreed. You're done. And then the other thing that was really weird, I don't know. You guys will have to let me know if this, if, if this happened to you. But I always thought, like, you'd figure it out. They'd put in the paperwork. And then it'd be like, okay, in two weeks, your divorce will be final. So you could, like, prepare for it and celebrate it. And what happened in my scenario is, you know, we had that conversation and then I found out after my divorce was final that I was over. It was like, I don't, can't remember. It was like maybe June, June 23rd is when they told me. And they're like, hey, congratulations. Your divorce was final on the 21st. And I was kind of bummed because I was like, I wanted to know the day. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to celebrate the day. So <clears throat> it was, uh, it definitely was, um, it was, it was, a, it was bizarre. And, and the, the problem for me, Kevin, like what I was talking about is I didn't get any time to, 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 uh, decompress. Cause it was like, I seriously, the next day, the deputy for where we worked, you know, so it's like, I guess it'd be like a vice president. 
was gunning for me and was gunning for me hard. And I had to completely switch. So I had to stop thinking about the divorce and I had to get my game face on at work. And I was able to fight those guys for about another year until I finally said, okay, I got to find a place. I mean, I know what these people are capable of. And I was like, I got to find a place to land before they just, cause I, I mean, I was in that inner circle. I knew what they would do. They would try to make someone's life a living hell to get them to either break, quit, get fired or whatever. So it was not fun. Let's see. So that was my reaction on that. Kate says, DSE brain fog. I can relate to that. Yeah. Mornings are not my strong suit. So it's, it's, uh, and it kind of has a tendency to set my day off on a, on a trajectory that I don't necessarily like. Dickie says, honestly, don't know why this is being blamed on men. It isn't men going hard on this aside from Tug, which is, uh, if you guys don't know, Tug is, um, that umbrella guy, um, well, they're going after him, uh, Popcorn Planet they're going after. So it's, it, it, you know what? The, the crazy thing about the AH thing is it is a, a completely out there in the public example of how people with borderline act. You know, I mean, so the, the good part about this is if you know about it, if in the past, People are saying, well, I don't understand. Why would your ex, you know, nobody would just do that. Nobody would just keep going and, and playing those games and, and stuff like that. They just, they wouldn't do it. And they look at you like you're insane. Well, now you have a example where you can just say, well, look at the AH, um, JD case. Look what happened there. I mean, that's exactly it. I mean, it's not the exact same because different people, but it's the same characteristics. I mean, that's why I thought that case was so important is because it, it, it finally shows that. It finally puts it out there, So, which I think is really important. I mean, there's a lot of things that are changing nowadays. I mean, that is one of them. The thing I was talking about at the top of the hour with, uh, with Alex Falcone and our Nevada judges and the ACLU and now the Reno Law, Law Review, it's uh, things are starting to change. I mean, even the successes that Eric Carroll from Dad Talk Today has had, getting people on his show, getting people to talk about it. I think he said the other day he's getting ready to go to D.C. to be a part of a, a roundtable about the fatherless, fatherlessness issue and how it affects things. I mean, it's like people are actually starting to listen. And in the past, they were able to take all the quote unquote father's rights issues and just mock and make fun, fun of them to where no one would even, I mean, if you were talking about issues like this, nobody would care. People would be like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, you're just, you know, a bitter, you're just a bitter, angry old man who can't let things go. And that's, you know, I mean, it's starting to change. Thank God. I mean, it needed to change, but holy hell. I mean, it's just, it, it's crazy. John says, hey, hello, Dwayne. Just saw you went live. Hope all is well. 
All, other than being early and not enough coffee, all is well. I want to ask a question, though. How many people are who are watching this know, or who are on the live, know that there's a podcast version of this, that if you go to one of your favorite podcast players, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Audible, you, you name it, you can find Break the Cycle with DSD on there, and this particular show will be live well live available available would be a better way to say that will be available uh probably before eight o'clock today anyways kevin goes on to say dst why do narcissists use your history to manipulate you into doing what they want to you to do or to just trigger you oh that's an easy one man it's because they want to manipulate you Right. And when they know what your history is and they know what your trigger points are and they know what you're scared of, you know, that's what the false allegation. That's that's what the smear campaign and the false allegations, because those typically run hand in hand, first start out as. And it's to try to get you one. It's to hurt your reputation enough that you that no one will believe you whenever you come up and you say. This is my story and this is what happened. People just look and go, well, yeah, but you're, you know, you're an abusive ass and, you know, you've done all these things or you're into kink or you're into, you know, whatever. I mean, that's why that's the, the and the really hard part about this was what Kevin's talking about, too, is if there's something that you've shared with your intimate partner that maybe is embarrassing, you can rest assured when that relationship blows apart and if they're toxic and narcissistic, all those deep, dark secrets in and out of context will be shared to ruin your reputation. And that's, that's the thing, right? It's to scare you, to get you in a, in a state of fear, to either break back, break back, you know, come back to them, so to speak, and reset the relationship back to, to the nice, comfortable spot that they want it to be in. So... Nice. John says, just signed up for the Google podcast, Break the Cycle with DSD. Cool. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. Anybody listen to this on the podcast, please leave an honest review so that they, uh, the, those numbers go up. I really appreciate that as well. I'm still trying to decide whether I'm going to leave the video versions from the actual live show up or not because they have a tendency to hurt the algorithm within YouTube because they just don't have as much reach. Probably the biggest problem with that is I don't do a good job with the thumbnails and titles on it. I'm trying to get better on that because at the end of the day, <clears throat> that's the key. If uh, the video is not clickable, it's two things, right? The content has to be good and then there has to be a reason for someone to even check it out. I mean, you guys know me, you like my show, so you, you watch this stuff and you listen to it because I've already developed that relationship, but it's like, how do you get somebody new to, to uh, click into it? And that is the game. And that's really important. Dickie says that stays with me with the exception of my marriage. Okay. I guess I missed what you're talking about. Oh, just goes on. Okay. Let me go. Let me go back. Let me go back up. Feels like the token scapegoat. Then goes on to say that being finalized was just a relief for me. It, I mean, that that probably <laughs> probably from eleven o'clock 
until the next morning or maybe the I think it was the afternoon is when that crap happened. It was a pretty nice couple of hours. And then I got whacked upside the head again with the other thing. Dickie says, have to be thankful my divorce wasn't messy. See, all divorces aren't messy. You know, I mean, we feel like it's everywhere. But I think part of the problem is it's not everywhere. So not every, I mean, everybody starts out with a divorce being nasty, right? Because you're pissed, you're mad, you're angry. Your feelings are hurt, all those things. It's, it's when it just, it ekes over that, that into that category of toxic high conflict that takes it to an entirely different level. And, some, you know, obviously all of us that are here, not all of us if Dickie hadn't had it, but a lot of us here, that's exactly what we've been dealing with. All right, so let me scroll down on this. I'm missing some comments. Defy Dad says, DST, I am completely exhausted with everything anymore. You know, part of the issue on this is just you get so emotionally drained and you're in this constant state of feeling like you're in a war because you effectively are. I mean, obviously, it's not quite the same, but, but I mean, you're in this constant state of stress and it just wears you down. And the sad part, and I'll just throw this out there because this is something a lot of people don't realize. Expect that when you finally get to a point where things calm down, and as soon as your subconscious understands like, oh, okay, finally, finally things have calmed down to where all this repressed emotions I haven't been able to deal with, they'll start bubbling up because your subconscious is like, oh, okay, well, the threat's gone down. So now everything I haven't been able to deal with will come back. And it actually is very scary and painful because when that happens, you feel like you completely, it's like, for me, when that happened, I'm like, Oh my God, you know, I mean, I've made it through this. Everything should be great. And now I'm having an emotional breakdown and I couldn't understand why. And, it, and then that catastrophic thinking starts spinning even more out of control. I don't know if that's what you're saying, DeFi Dad, but that was just, that was my experience. It was a very rough time. All right. John says, if my case was going on today, my ex would be blaming me for the change. <laughs> January 6th, fake insurrection and take pictures of my Trump coffee mug. Oh, you know what? Actually, I know you're, I mean, well, that was funny, but that's a great, that's a great sarcastic example of what these people will do. They will absolutely take things out of context and try to leverage it, you know, to, to leverage it, anything and everything against you. So Kevin says they are very vile and cruel. Yes, they are. And really pushing, you know, on the level of evil, of evil. Dickie says, generally view, uh, general view my, let me try that one more time. General view my life as whatever I currently am. So don't dig on people's histories. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I had one point to where we were, I think in the, in the middle of an evaluation and the accident was said, well, you know, he's like this, this, and this. And it's like, well, that was six months ago. And, you know, we've already been talking about changes and things that have happened. Can't you see that? It's like, well, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. So it doesn't exist. All I know is what I knew from before. So there's no changes, you know? So, and again, it's, they are going to glom on to whatever supports their narrative. And 
that is going to be what they believe. And if anything counters that, they'll either ignore it or if they can turn it around, turn it and spin it around into still supporting their narrative, that's what they will do. It's, it's, it's mind bending. It feels like it makes you feel like you're in the twilight zone. Sure made me feel like I was in the twilight zone. Let's see. Kakuna says, hit the like button, folks. And I hit the wrong button because it's moved up. So, and then John said, uh, Dickie, you are fortunate your divorce wasn't messy. My ex scorched the earth and burnt all her money on attorneys, and it was all for nothing. What hurts the most today is all the damage she caused. Oh, man, and I can so relate to that. I mean, mine didn't. Well, kind of did that, but but it was more if she was trying to spend my money on the divorce stuff. But uh, I remember saying to people, I mean, it's like she's cutting her nose off to spite her face. I mean, she's burning everything to the ground for what? And that's what these people do because they want to, they, 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 my opinion is that people in this category that we're dealing with are effectively children in an adult body. So you're dealing with somebody with the emotional reasoning skills of a 10, 10 year old who you never would give full access to. Oh, here, here you go. 10 year old here, have access to all the money and you can, you know, make all these decisions that are just going to destroy everything. But unfortunately that's what we end up dealing with. And unfortunately the court systems give them that power. And the thing is, you got to be careful what you say. Because I think at one point I said, when I was going through the evaluation, I said, I felt like I'm dealing with a teenager in an adult body. And the problem is, and this kind of goes back to what I was talking about before, is you you come across like you're, it, it doesn't, it, that doesn't play well, right? I mean, I think we can all say that that's true. But when someone says that about their ex, it looks like it's being condescending. You know, it's like, oh, you're just trying to find the thing that would, would hurt them the most you know, to try to disparage them. So you got to be, you know, I would have been much better served to communicate that in a much different way. Like probably what would have been better if I would have said, I'm really confused by some of the decisions that are being made and they just don't make sense. You know, it's like every time something comes up and and, and I would stay the hell away from same saying, you know, well, it seems like she's making the same decisions as if my, you know, nine-year-old was in charge. I mean, that doesn't doesn't help. You know, you have to you have to communicate it in a way to really focus on the patterns of behavior and and not have it discredit or hurt what you're saying. Hopefully, that makes sense because that's really critically important. That's the reason why it's not a good idea to go around telling everyone that you've diagnosed your ex with a personality disorder because they're going to look at you and go, Oh, great. You know, we got somebody who's been on the internet, thinks that they know, you know, thinks that that they have enough, they have the same experience as my master's degree and my clinical supervised hours and my licensure. And it hurts your credibility. You know, I mean, if the therapist or someone else says, Hey, it sounds like you're dealing with somebody with X, Y, Z. Okay, fine. But you got to be really careful about it. Focus on the patterns of behavior. Focus on what they're doing and the consequence of it, 
not on a diagnosis or even, uh, you know, the way you word it. Again, using that other example, going back and selling, telling everyone my ex was a, was a, uh, a 10-year-old and a 42-year-old or 45-year-old body was a huge, colossal mistake. It hurt my credibility. Uh, Gray Hayes Radio says, I was foolish thinking that once the divorce was over, that meant I was done with her. Ha, oh, silly me. Dude, I was the exact same way. I thought when the divorce was over, I had a sigh of relief. Things were getting better. She started leaving me alone. Uh, I started dating. I started dating, you know, I was going out with Debbie. And the worst mistake I did was, uh, well, I, I guess I'm saying this the wrong way. But as soon as I introduced the kids to Debbie, all hell broke loose. So, uh, Taffy Love says, would you take your ex back to court? My attorney psychiatrist diagnosed me as a narc, were bribed, parental alienation, sent men to assault me. Uh, in that scenario, Taffy, uh, I wouldn't. I would say, you know what? You swung for the fences. You lost. And... Um, you can still try to, if you still stay in that battle with them, it's all it's going to do is drag you down. At some point, you have to say, okay, I've did everything I could do. It didn't work and go from there. But I mean, if you've, if you now have a diagnosis as a, with a mental disorder and all these and everything you're saying is true, then your best bet is to move on and try to restart your life. Cause you know, if, Otherwise, it's just going to drag you down. Oh, man, we are down to the last minute. Wow, that, that hour went by slow and fast all at the same time. Let's see. Defy Dad says, DSD, it's the constant conflict over, child, uh, over children, breaking the court order for the children, and everything that goes with the divorce process being dragged out for four years now. I'm not a, I'm not a celebrity here. Yeah, man, it is super rough. I mean, it's just one of those things where it, it, I mean, it. I understand. There are times I still get frustrated with everything. But anyways, we are down to the last 30 seconds. Holy cow, that went by fast. So thanks, everybody, for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it. Hopefully you enjoyed that show. I do want to say thank you to all the channel members who are whose names are scrolling across the screen right now if you're watching the video. Thank you so much for becoming a member. You help keep the lights on, keep things going, and make sure that this content is available for everybody and is still getting out there. So on that, have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.